Welcome to the Tech People Podcast. My name is Ken Coyne. I'm your host and founder, as well as an ambassador for Ops Talent. I believe at the heart of any success story are the people who made it happen. Diversity, creativity, and innovation, where nurturing people can lead to an unbeatable formula. I created this podcast to share the experiences of some truly inspirational leaders on their journey to success. Enjoy the show. Welcome back. This is Ken Coyne speaking, and we have another great guest for you today. On this episode, I have the utmost pleasure to speak with Carl Henry, making it his second appearance on the show. With over 35 years of experience, Carl holds the position of VP of Customer Service at OnTrack. Today's topic revolves around the role of a company's board of directors in improving customer service and fostering a customer-centric culture throughout the organization. We will delve into how companies can elevate their service standards through board engagement, focusing on addressing systematic challenges and fostering a company-wide dedication delivering exceptional service. With that, let's get Carl on the show. Welcome to the show, Carl. Thank you so much, Ken. Well, thank you. And great to have you back. Really enjoyed our last chat. And we were speaking the other day and you were, I mean, you're quite passionate about the role of the board of directors in helping customers. Um, so I thought, as we said, we're great to do a podcast and share it with the audience because I thought it was some great points that you had there. But before we go to that, maybe you could tell us, just remind the audience a bit about who you are and what's your current role, please. Sure, I'd be happy to. And again, thanks for uh, the opportunity. It's super to be back. And you're right, I am very excited about this topic and happy to be here. So who the heck am I? Um, I'm a lawyer by education, <laughs> but not by profession. I've been in uh, the business side of things for about 35 years now, most of them running service organizations for various industries, and uh, about 15 years of it or so, I ran my own practice, a consultancy practice, helping large and small companies around the globe improve their service. And along the way, I've met with quite a few board of directors from uh, large, you know, multi-billion dollar companies to little startups. And happy to uh, spend some time with you to share what I've learned and things that seem to work well, and maybe some tricks of the trade. Yeah, fantastic. Thank you, Carol. So, Carl, when we discussed this the other day, you were, you know, quite passionate where you mentioned that, you know, when solving your customer challenges, should it be done via the board or hiring an executive? Could you just expand what you mean by this, please? Sure, I'd love to. First of all, you know, I find that many companies, if they're hiring a senior person to be an employee to help solve issues, many of the companies out there see customer service, quote unquote, as a call center opportunity or something's wrong with the call center and they own service and they can fix it. So if they pick up a phone faster, if they answer a chat more quickly, if they post on social media more appropriately, they will solve the service issue. And you know, that's actually not the case. Yes, an internal associate who's hired at a senior level can clean up those areas, can improve service levels, can make investors somewhat happy because from a PR perspective, you know, quote unquote, service is not bad at the company. They could even work on quality, you know, in terms of the level of quality of the interaction has improved. But from a marketplace perspective, from the end consumer, regardless if it's B2B or B2C, 
you know, that is not how those stakeholders define service. So working within a board has many benefits, and I'm happy to discuss those. Yeah, great. And uh, I mean, also, the other challenge that we mentioned uh, was this focus on creating a, dis- a disjointed team. Could you also right. expand on that point in this challenge? Yes, sure. So if, again, you're hiring an executive to work in a company, that executive is going to have a budget, and they're going to work, again, within that call center framework, and they're going to work as hard as they can to improve service levels, and they are going to partner with other departments as they can. At the end of the day, though, one vice president trying to work with two or three other vice presidents are always sort of competing for the priority of that quarter or the priority of that year. So it could be, you know, a contact center needs to invest in new technology. Well, another department that maybe is the engine of the company needs technology more so. So, you know, that priority wins. And that's fine. And that's, you know, life is not fair. That's all good. But if you are just that associate, you know, that senior level person in a company running a division, you don't have the opportunity to break the ties that occur between, you know, decision making powers who are trying to determine where to put their funds. So by sitting on a board, frankly, it removes the sort of division against division or department against department trying to vie for the same funds. When you're on a board, you can talk about that in consumer. You can talk about that customer and get folks focused on what it means as a company to improve service. Again, not being a call center problem. Service is, frankly, a company challenge. It is a as I like to call it, the P's, attacking the P's. There's the processes, procedures, policies, and of course, sometimes the people. You know, and it cuts across the various departments. Okay, and so those P's. I mean, how? I mean, in your experience, would you go about attacking those P's? Yeah. So this is where it gets to be the fun stuff. So when you are diagnosing what the real challenges are. So say that you work in retail. And retail has an issue with delivery, or you're working in, let's say, insurance and health insurance. And health insurance has challenges being able to manage, you know, the AEP season and make decisions around systems and so forth and where to invest. In both cases, you can understand what the contact types are. When you get to the contact types and truly what the systemic causes of those contact types happens to be, it is 90% of the time a challenge in some other part of the company. Again, it's not sitting in customer service. Customer service is the area that sort of fixes and or puts band-aids on things. But the source of the challenges, again, for that retail company that's having delivery issues or that insurance company, that health insurance company that's having challenges during AEP or what have you with their technology. It's not a call center that can fix it. So as a board member, you can get to the systemic issue and then gain the momentum and the support around that issue. So it does not become this department versus that. It becomes how do we as a board set this as a priority for the various officers of the company that we support as board members to coalesce around and address it. Ultimately, 
the result of that is quote unquote better service, but a tremendous amount of reduction of expense because you're no longer having to deal with these repeat issues quarter after quarter after quarter because you've never gotten to that systemic root cause. Interesting, very interesting. Actually, I was a business analyst my prior life, and quite often like that, you I mean people quite I don't know what it is human behavior or what, but often jumping to a solution rather than really trying to understand what is the problem, what is the challenge here. But when you're at board level, I don't mean you have a lot of experience in this. Can you talk us through like an example of how you, you know, help the board to try and understand that problem and come to the solution versus saying, okay, guys, let's, let's hire someone here in customer service and let them address it. Sure, sure. Well, boards are not unlike even an executive conference room, you know, where you're dealing with the C-level associates of a company. There is still, you know, a group of people that you need to reach agreement with where folks have different agendas, where folks believe time and attention should be spent on X, Y, or Z. But at the end of the day, if it's public, you're trying to get a return for those those investors, for those, you know, stockholders. If it's private, you know, you're really trying to get the return for those investors and owners. And again, a way to break ties, a way to get to yes, is to focus on that end result. You know, what is the marketplace or how is the marketplace going to respond if, in fact, you're solving those root cause challenges that really uh, derail the overall reputation or success in terms of performance of a company? Focusing on that customer is a great way to get folks sort of in line. I've seen multiple boards who come to the table again with five or six different agendas. And when you put out there the actual customer reaction or customer response or perception to things and outline what the root causes are, multiple departments are impacted. Oftentimes, those the ways those departments are impacted touch on some of the agenda items that a separate board member may have been thinking about. But it brings everyone together in a very, very quick fashion. So, you know, you're at board level. There's a number of different agendas going on there. But how do you, you know, how do you prioritize one agenda over another agenda? Is it just focused on the customer, focused on the presentation, the stats? How does that happen in reality? Sure. So, you know, whenever I'm preparing to either speak with a board that I'm, for example, not on, but trying to help them, I do a little bit of shopping. I play customer. I act as a customer. And when you go into a boardroom and you have been able to describe for them, play for them an audio, explain to them however you best would like to, what the actual experience is, and then you've done your homework and translate that into what it means in terms of lost revenue or attrition or those sorts of KPIs, you know, these broader KPIs, and understanding maybe some of what the agendas are of the separate board members, you can almost bring it all together. You know, if I'm someone who says on the board, we knew we need to invest in XY system, or I'm someone on the board who says, you know, we need to address this by acquisition, purchase another company, or I'm someone on the board who says, we need to change out some of our C level people. And oftentimes it's, you know, either marketing or folks in charge of customer service. <laughs> um, you know, by raising 
the actual experience and giving them the path forward that touches on multiple divisions in the company that you're supporting, they come together because their agendas now are no longer isolated. They are part of the bigger picture of what really is affecting that company. And that path to more profitability wins. It always wins. Okay. And so for those challenges that you've mentioned, right, how do you get the board to go back basic, so to speak, and understand what really is the challenges and go back, you know, up a couple of levels or whatever the case may be to understand it further versus going jumping into, okay, let's focus on getting a new person in here to address this or that that must be a customer service issue. Let's see, let's talk to those guys. Sure. Normally what happens is that if you don't have all the homework done beforehand, you know, which oftentimes is the case, especially if you are external and just trying to uh, help a board, what happens is you, know, you give the top line information, you give that experience from the marketplace, you point out to them what the probably five challenges are at the company that are very common in any company or industry that may be contributing. Frequently, what I find is that they say, okay, let's go forward, let's contact the company, get a few folks to be able to supply whatever data or insights that you may need to fill out this picture, and then come back to us. That's normally the process. Okay. And then you look at, obviously, I mean, like, and then the next step really is kind of understand what the challenge is, then solution, and I guess... Right. Because that has outlined what the challenge, you know, the top level challenge is, you know, the marketplace has a perception of X, or your profitability is down in this area because of Y. You go in with your sort of thesis is, to what's going on based upon the real life practical life experience of their customers you supplement that with the information knowing sort of the due diligence that you can do in the company to ferret out what the root causes are that's a pretty compelling presentation and then with that which always gets back to the p's you know the processes the policies the procedures and the people then you can set your plan of action and that plan of action again around those P's frequently involves multiple divisions to be able to address and wipe out these systemic challenges once and for all. So it does remove and place the attention through the eyes of the board to give the license to the company to address these root cause issues in the right areas of the company versus, again, quote unquote, it's a customer service problem. Yeah, okay, very good. And I, I like your point earlier, you mentioned, you know, good service is not just a call center's job. Is that like because good service comes from culture from the top down or could you maybe just expand it a bit further? Sure. The customer service groups, and again, I have worked in the space for over 30 years, so I have a lot of respect for these teams and what they try to do. In most cases, though, the customer service teams are, for lack of a better phrase, sort of at the back of the line, right? They they are the cleanup crew. So if there is a challenge in the company, a policy that is causing failure in the marketplace, the customer service team is going to hear about it. Frequently, a company will say, well, you know, a lot of people are getting in touch with our company about these problems. We're not handling these inquiries as quickly as we should staff up or automate or do something of that fashion. That's a nice band-aid, right? It can be expensive and you're still not addressing the root cause challenge. The root cause challenge could be in 
you know, a department far, far removed from customer service. It could be a financial decision, you know, owned by finance. It could be an IT issue. It could be policy matters by whatever sort of driven company it is from the product team, for example. You know, it could be a product defect that nobody really wants to talk about. It's those sorts of things that, again, by elevating what the true source of the issue and being able to illustrate by addressing the true source of the issue, not only will we reduce, if it's a product, returns of a product, all these sorts of things, but the hundreds of thousands of dollars, if not millions of dollars spent on quote unquote customer service over the years to, you know, again, apply band-aids to a root cause problem, they're avoided. Yeah, great, Carl. So when you come onto that board, Carl, are you in as like representing customer service or do you come in with, you know, a different role? Yeah, it's um it's a great question. Traditionally it's more so engagement. It's okay. just not service because always trying to battle the stigma of it's just customer service, right? Yeah. <laughs> no disrespect to customer service folks. Again, I have been one for decades, but mm-hmm. oftentimes it sets the wrong impression and tone. So the level of engagement and how to make engagement a positive commodity, perhaps a profitable commodity, certainly not you know, a burdensome, expense-driven dynamic. Okay. And do you see, I mean, in your experience Mm -hmm. now, do you see that level being more, you see it more often now in boards as opposed to the past? Or is it still a big challenge to getting that voice of engagement at the board level? Yeah, I would say it is still a challenge for many. What seems to be most successful is the companies that are trying to scale companies that are growing or really aspire to grow, you know, scaling without addressing root cause issues is incredibly expensive. You know, I have seen companies who have gone from quote unquote, you know, customer service departments of, you know, four or five people to hundreds of people in a few short years. And that is because they are not addressing the systemic issues. That's a customer service issue. They can handle it. Without injecting yourself with the board to, again, articulate and illustrate really what the root cause issues are, the more unlikely it is that that company is going to be able to scale healthy. You know, being able to scale without this sort of compounding effect of managing service the same old way is a great license to move forward. And I find, again, to answer your question, that companies that are growing or truly are working on breaking free to grow, this is a key component that they need to consider. Well, Carl, listen, thank you for your time today. Much appreciated, as always. Thank you, Ken. It was great to spend more time with you, and I look forward to doing more.